helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. Famously, after the Constitutional Convention, Benjamin Franklin was asked what kind of government they had given us. His equally famous answer was, a republic if you can keep it. We were able to keep it for about 230 years. But now it appears the republic is dead. The United States has become a police state where dissent is criminalized, political opponents are charged with fake crimes, government actors ignore the rule of law, and we the people pay the price. I've said for the last several Independence Days that we need to redeclare our independence, not from Great Britain or even our government, but from the tyranny of those who have corrupted it. As we approach the 236th anniversary of the signing of the Constitution, while witnessing the destruction of the republic it created, the American people have a choice. And the several states also have a choice. Either we stand up and enforce the supreme law of the land or welcome the police states of America. Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here. And as you can tell, this is a serious day. This is a very serious day because the warnings of the coming American police state have come true. We are witnessing the police states of America and sadly, I do not see enough Americans standing up and doing anything, not even saying anything about it. And there's a lot of talk, and what little talk there is, there's even less action. I have so much to get through today. I'm just going to dive right in because otherwise, I don't even know if I can get through all of this. Now, at the top of the list of police state actions, evidence, has to be now the fourth indictment of former president Donald Trump. Now, listen, it is not the fact that a former president was indicted that makes us a police state. If, he's, if, if crimes were committed, then there should be indictments. Of course, you also have to remember that, uh, what's the famous line? To a good, a good prosecutor can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich. So the fact that there are indictments or something else, no, it, it, it's not that. It's not the fact that the the uh, DA's office published the indictment accidentally, apparently, before the grand jury had finished. Now, that could have been a simple clerical error unless they published it before the, uh, the, the, uh, the grand jury even voted on it. And that would be a serious uh, 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 attempt at, what, jury tampering. No, but even that is not to me, evidence of the police state. No, what what I see as evidence of police state is the is is what the indictment is for. What is Donald Trump and what eighteen quote unquote co-conspirators? What are they being indicted for? Now, the indictment itself is pretty large, and uh, as I often say, I'm not a lawyer and I don't pretend to be one. So I haven't gone through it, but I'm I'm reading articles of people who have actually actual people with legal background going through, and some of what they're finding is it's ridiculous. Well, for example, Article Six reads: 
on or about the 21st day of November 2020, Mark Randall Meadows sent a text message to U.S. Rep United States Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania and stated, quote, Can you send me the number for the Speaker of and the leader of the Pennsylvania legislature? POTUS wants to talk with them. Close quote. This, according to the prosecutor, was an overt act in furtherance of conspiracy. Asking for someone's phone number is now a criminal act in Georgia? Uh, how about Article 22? On or about the third day of December 2020, Donald John Trump caused to be tweeted from the Twitter account at Real Donald Trump, quote, Georgia hearings now on at OANN. Amazing. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Act 38, on or about the seventh day of December 2020, Rudolph William Lewis Giuliani caused to be tweeted from the Twitter account at Rudy Giuliani a retweet of unindicted co-conspirator individual eight, whose identity is known to the grand jury, that stated, quote, Georgia Patriot call to action. Today is the day we need you to call your state, Senate, and House reps and ask them to sign the petition for a special session. We must have free and fair elections in Georgia and um, this is our only path to ensuring every legal vote is counted at real Donald Trump, close quote. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Then there's Act 57, on or about the 11th day of December 2020. David James Schaefer reserved room 216 at the Georgia State Capitol in Fulton County, Georgia, for the December 14th, 2020 meeting of Trump presidential elector nominees in Fulton County, Georgia. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Now reserving a room is considered a criminal act. Well, she says, because it's in furtherance of a conspiracy. And by the way, there's more. These are just a few of the examples. But what is this so-called conspiracy? Well, according to the introduction section, um, it says that Trump and other defendants charged in this indictment refused to accept that Trump lost and they knowingly and willfully joined a conspiracy to unlawfully change the outcome of the election in favor of Trump. Now, that, that's very important. I want to get back to, to, to that in just a minute. The, he goes on to say, that, or the indictment goes on to say, that conspiracy contained a common plan and purpose to, do, to commit more acts of racketeering, which is why he's being charged under Georgia's RICO law. But here's, what I, here's, here's a couple of assumptions. All right, so according to the indictment, Trump lost. Well, Trump hadn't lost yet. See, he talks about that uh, 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 most of these nominations happened in November and December of 2020. Trump didn't actually lose until the electoral votes were counted on January 6th. See, part of this is a completely lack of understanding of how we elect the president. The election, the, 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 going back to the introduction, defended Donald, Donald John Trump lost United States presidential election held on November 3rd. There was no presidential election held on November 3rd, 2020. What you had was elections for presidential electors. 
You see how the fundamental misunderstanding of the Constitution and how we elect the president, this whole thing, if that is the case, if that is the predicate crime, the predicate conspiracy was that Donald Trump lost an election on November 3rd, Donald Trump wasn't elected, and or, I'm sorry, Donald Trump didn't participate in the election on, on November 3rd. That was for presidential electors. Furthermore, if Donald Trump, which there's plenty of evidence of, believed that there were there was fraud in those multiple elections held on November 3rd, was it not his right to express such and seek a redress of grievance under the First Amendment? Well, this is Georgia. So this wouldn't be the First Amendment of the United States because it says Congress shall make no law. But you see, under the Georgia Constitution, Article 1, Section 1, Paragraph 9, says the people have the right to assemble peaceably for their common good and to apply by petition or remonstrance to those vested with the powers of government for redress of grievances. Ladies and gentlemen, is that not what is described in this indictment? A, a person who believes he was agreed seeking a redress of grievance? And you look right there at the, at, uh, was it the first um, they're talking about of the uh, not the first. It's part of the first act. This whole RICO nonsense. They said members of the enterprise, including several of the defendants, appeared at hearings in Fulton County, Georgia, before members of Georgia's General Assembly on December third, twenty twenty, December ten, twenty twenty, and December thirty, twenty twenty. At these hearings, members of the enterprise made false statements concerning fraud in the November third, twenty twenty election. Uh, excuse me, was it false to say that uh, in Fulton County, they magically started showing up with ballots after the counting had paused? That when the, I believe it was Georgia, where wasn't it Fulton County where where they uh, they said the counting had stopped, but then kept counting after the observers left? Were those false statements? Should not this uh, prosecutor prove that the statements made were false before charging with RICO for making false statements. And if the entire conspiracy is predicated on the fact that Donald Trump lost an election that he did not participate in on, on November 3rd, because remember, on November 3rd, 2020, you didn't vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden, you voted for electors. Those electors would not vote until December. In fact, uh, it was with December 16th, if memory serves. Which means many of these predicate uh, crimes about um, uh, you know, interfering with the election happened before the election even happened. About uh, claiming that, uh, 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 that, that Biden had won the election happened before he was even elected. Because remember, November, the people vote for electors. In December, those electors vote for president in each state. It done state by state. And in January is when those votes are counted. This whole thing is a sham. It's, it's, it's a, um, I can see, and again, I've only touched, scratched the surface of this. But let's look at someone who is an attorney. Let's look at Alan Dershowitz. He is a professor emeritus at Harvard Law. Now, I don't agree with Mr. Dershowitz on, on a lot of constitutional items. But he, he made some very interesting statements about all four indictments. He said, first of all, nobody should take at all seriously that there, were, there was a grand jury indictment. 
it means nothing. It's the prosecutor who indicted him. The best evidence of this, it, it was on the website before the grand jury even voted. If that is true, then the entire case should, should be thrown out with prejudice immediately. Now, Mr. Dershowitz goes on, and the reason he believes these indictments are coming up is to get a conviction before the election, even if they're going to lose on appeal, meaning they're not planning on actually putting Donald Trump in jail. They're not planning on convicting him. They just want the initial conviction, even if it's overturned on appeal. He said, I used to teach my students and many future prosecutors that, you're, that if you bring a RICO case, that increases your chances of winning a trial and losing on appeal. The same thing is true of a conspiracy and other cases involving mental states. He went on to say that these cases require prosecution to prove, in many cases, that President Trump had corrupt intent and carried out his actions while believing he had actually lost the election. He said, so all four of these cases are designed to get quick convictions in jurisdictions that are heavily loaded against Trump. That means, ladies and gentlemen, these, these indictments, these prosecutions are not based in law. They're based in politics. This is a political manipulation of the law. Would you like another example? Right? So basically, President Trump is being charged for contesting that, for, for saying that, believing that he lost the election, or I'm saying, for questioning the outcome of the election. That's what he's being charged with. And anything in furtherance of challenging the outcome of the election is considered conspiracy, or acts, overt acts in, in furtherance of conspiracy. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Hillary Rodham Clinton who spent four years contesting the 2016 election. I present to you um, uh, uh, Al Gore, who spent eight years contesting that he, the outcome of the 2000 election. Why are these people not in jail? I present to you the numerous political officials, media outlets that contested the 2000 and 2016, that claimed they that, that the outcomes were fraudulent. Why are these people not indicted? Because they're not the ones challenging the political power centers. They're not the ones challenging the swamp. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the way a banana republic works. This is the way a police state works. You don't, you don't charge a crime looking for the individual. You don't investigate a crime looking for the individual to, that committed the crime. You charge the individual and you look for crimes to charge. That is what we're seeing here. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's information that hasn't been, but not one piece of information I have seen about these indictments leads me to believe they're anything but political manipulation of the 2024 election. Ladies and gentlemen, we are seeing now the manipulation, the, the attempt to steal the 2024 election through the indictments, through the people who are claiming a 14th Amendment problem, uh, you know, or 14th Amendment uh, liability for President Trump. We are seeing the theft of the 2024 election. And that will not be the implementation of the police state, ladies and gentlemen. That will be the confirmation. That will be the conclusion. Of our, of our move from a republic to a police state. Because now, if, if, if you can challenge the, 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 the sitting status quo, if you can challenge the bureaucracy, 
and simply be charged with whatever crimes they can make up in order to, because you conspired to say the person in power did something wrong or people acting in furtherance of that did something wrong. If challenging a, the, our government is now a crime in the United States, the republic is dead. Your rights are not worth a plug nickel because you have a right to petition the government for redisagreements unless you disagree with the government. You have a right to speak and print whatever you want on a political matter unless you challenge those in power. That's what a police state is. It is the destruction of your rights. Well, listen, I got to take a break. Maybe I lower my blood pressure a little bit. Before I go, though, I hope you'll check out the website, constitutionstudy.com. I hope you'll sign up for the newsletters, for the any of the mailing lists. Uh, I, I hope you'll take a look at the Patriots program. I, I hope you'll ask a question. I love when people ask questions. But I hope you do all those things and help support the work that we're doing. Maybe buy a book. Maybe donate to the cause. It takes a lot to put this on every week. And any help I could get would be greatly appreciated. Also, I hope you'll keep an eye out on AmericaOutloud.news because I expect my fellow America Out Louders to be speaking out about this as well. So make AmericaOutloud.news a daily stop for the news and information. And then take that information, the stories, the articles, the podcasts, the videos, find the ones that interest you and share them. You see, we created the Constitution to secure the blessings of liberty. As those blessings are being destroyed, the best thing we can do is point out the truth and encourage people to join us. They take that information, the evidence of the police state we have become, and you share that. And that'll help people know so that we can all work to secure the blessings of liberty. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning 
and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. If you join the Constitution Study, boy, I, I did take some time. I did some breathing exercises. I got my blood pressure down for a little bit because today I'm pointing out we now live in the police states of America. United is gone. Police states are, are, are what we've become. I spent the first segment talking about the, uh, per, the prosecution going on to persecution of an individual, for, declaring that uh, speaking to somebody, asking for a phone number, booking a room is somehow contributing to a conspiracy because they claim that Donald Trump lost an election that he actually wasn't on the ballot for. I know that's confusing because we've all been told that, you know, election day you vote for president, but take a look at your ballot. Go go to like Ballotopia and, and look for your ballots and you'll see it should say electors for president. And that little piece of information puts the lie to all the Georgia indictments, at least everyone I've looked at so far. I've looked at them all. But there's more. There is so much more. This is not simply a, oh, my God, you know. And again, I'm not a Trump fan. I think Trump is obnoxious, bombastic, loudmouth. Um, I like some of his policies. I detested other of his policies. Some were constitutional. Some were not. It's not about Trump. And it's not about Biden. It's about the rule of law. And if we lose that, well, the republic is gone. So it's not simply that, that uh, the Trump's being indicted. There's now being reports that the Biden administration, but Biden is about to sign an executive order declaring a climate emergency. Now, I want to start off right off the bat. There is absolutely zero, zero powers delegated to the United States to declare any sort of emergency. It does not exist. So here you have Biden coming up with this mythical climate emergency. Show me article, chapter, or section, clause. Where is the president authorized? Where is Congress authorized? Where is, is, is the idea of simply throwing the Constitution out the window and making stuff up as you go along because there's a stupid emergency? That is a police state. That is not a republic. See, this climate emergency is supposed to grant the president all sorts of new powers. Do you remember the, the uh, lockdown orders that came from uh, uh, the COVID scam? Guess what? Now you've got climate emergency. Oh, we have new powers to enforce lockdowns. All for the lie of we're going to save the planet from global warming, which does not exist. I was talking about that yesterday. It is all a giant hoax. According to uh, to the Heartland Institute, these this climate emergency, well, theoretically, mythically, it's not true. It's all a lie. But that that they would be used as an excuse for gas rationing, uh, restricting your use of electricity, limits on on air travel. Ladies and gentlemen, these were all lies. Let me point out a couple of interesting things. Um, Alexander Hamilton in Federalist Paper seventy eight said, there is no position which depends on clearer principles than that every act of a delegated authority contrary to the tenor of the commission under which it is exercised is void. 
all government power is delegated authority. We delegated power to the United States via the Constitution. Whenever they act contrary to that, that act is void. But it's not just Alexander Hamilton. The Supreme Court in Norton v. Shelby County said an unconstitutional act is not a law. It confers no rights. It imposes no duties. It affords no protections. It creates no office. It is in legal contemplation as inoperative as though it had never been passed. Or how about the Miranda? We've all heard of the Miranda ruling, the Miranda opinion, the Miranda opinion right? But in addition to the infamous, you have to be read your rights, it says, where rights secured by the Constitution are involved, there can be no rulemaking or legislation would, which would abrogate them. That is what this is. If, if Biden declares a climate emergency, he must immediately, immediately be impeached. In fact, I'd go even farther. I would say if we actually had a justice system, he would be charged with a crime under 18 U.S.C. Section 242. Because he is knowingly depriving the people of the United States of rights protected by the Constitution. What rights would that be? You're being deprived of liberty without due process of law. You're being deprived of the property of going about your business, about you know, using your vehicle, using your property, using electricity, even limits to your ability to travel by air without due process of law. Oh, it goes on. It's also expected to put limits on, on meat and dairy consumption. That's right. The president wants to tell you how much meat you can eat for this myth of climate change. Ladies and gentlemen, I try not to throw incendiary words around lightly. I know a lot of people, I think, would throw out the word treason. This, ladies and gentlemen, is not treason. What this is is an insurrection. They talk about January 6th. January 6th is not an insurrection. This, ladies and gentlemen, is an insurrection. It is the replacement of the legitimate government of the United States with a police state. It's overthrowing the Constitution, the only legitimate government of the United States, and is replacing it with executive orders, dictates of a king. And for anyone out there saying, but Paul, but Paul, Congress passed a law that said he could pass a climate, he could have, the president could declare a climate emergency. Well, let's go back to Mr. Hamilton. No legislative act, therefore, contrary to the Constitution, can be valid. To deny this would affirm the deputy is greater than his principal, that the servant is above his master, that the representatives of the people are superior to the people themselves. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If we let this go, the republic is dead because we, the people, are no longer the sovereign power of this country. Because we have told the people in Washington, D.C., we have told the congressmen, we've told the, 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 the courts, we've told the president, we've told the governments of all of our states and our localities that the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. This, ladies and gentlemen, allows the Constitution to be subverted because of one man saying so. Where is the due process? There is none. This, to my mind, could you could say, would make the entire Biden administration, and in fact, the entire federal government, illegitimate. Any member of Congress that goes along with this has violated their oath of office, therefore uh, proven they are unworthy to hold that position. They have acted criminally. We have a crime, a criminal enterprise in Washington, D.C., and they are using 
police state powers to keep themselves in office. Don't believe me? Remember when the judge said, excuse me, Mr. Biden, but you don't have the authority to simply discharge student debt. Now let's put aside the fact that the federal government never had the legal authority to issue student debt. There is nothing in the Constitution that authorizes the the lend that authorizes Congress to lend money. None. Nowhere. There's nothing in the Constitution that authorizes a Department of Education. But that Department of Education, which illegally exists and has illegally given out billions of our dollars, our taxpayer dollars, in loans, promises to pay back, is simply going to wash the slate. They want to forgive $39 billion money owed to the American people by over 800,000 people. Tell me, where's the rule of law? This isn't. Ladies and gentlemen, these are nothing but tyrants. These are dictators. The Constitution has been overthrown because we, the people, are sitting around with our fingers up our backsides, whining and crying on, on, on our keyboards and not standing up and doing anything. When was the last time you voted against uh, someone in office because they violated their oath of office? Are you even aware when they violated? Do you realize what their oath of office is? Do you realize their oath of office requires them to support the Constitution of the United States? How many times must they violate that oath and we still hire these people? The Republic won't die. It didn't die in 2023. It probably didn't even die in 2020. The Republic has been dying for decades because of the American people's apathy. We've allowed these criminals to take power. We've encouraged them to remain in power. And we, the people, have destroyed the republic because we have hired corrupt people to exercise our power. And you know what? They've put corrupt people in place as well. See, when they heard about this plan, there were two groups that uh, uh, sued to block the Biden administration from this new student loan uh, forgiveness plan. And we have a U.S. district judge that uh, said, nope, sorry, we're going to dismiss the lawsuit. Why? Because according to the judge, the plaintiffs have not shown a redressable injury caused by defendants, so their complaint will be dismissed without prejudice for lack of Article III standing, and their motion will be denied as moot. Excuse me, you have citizens of the United States pointing out that the federal government is acting criminally, and that it doesn't give them standing? You know what the redress is to that injury? You tell them, no, you can't do that. You can't go to the courts for a redress. You're not guaranteed. Maybe you win, maybe you lose. But ladies and gentlemen, that's the police state. I'm sorry, any judge that looks at the Department of Education says, where is that power delegated in the United States? Where? It, it isn't. It's the general welfare. Well, read the stupid clause. Because the general welfare clause says that Congress can collect taxes to do three things. Pay the debts of the United States, for the common defense of the United States, and for the general welfare of the United States. Capital U, capital S, proper noun. The name of the union as represented by its government, what we now call the federal government. Ladies and gentlemen, even, even James Madison pointed out that if the general welfare clause meant the Congress can do anything they wanted that they could claim was for the general welfare, the republic is dead. 
Look at what he said would happen if Cong if he did this. He said if Congress can apply money indefinitely to the general welfare and are the sole and supreme judges of the general welfare, they may take care of religion into their own hands. They may establish teachers in every state, county, and parish. They may pay them out of the public treasury. They may take into their own hands the education of children, establishing like manner schools throughout the Union. They may undertake the regulation of all roads other than short than post roads. In short, anything from the highest object of state legislation down to the most minute object of police would be thrown under the power of Congress for every object I have mentioned would admit the application of money and might be called, if Congress pleased, provision of the general welfare. He warned us. He said, you let Congress do whatever they want with the general welfare clause, they'll take over the schools. And they have. They'll take over policing. And they have. They'll take over religion. And in many ways, they have. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not, I'm not happy to say this. I'm, I'm mad. And I'm mad at the people who are stealing the republic. And I'm even madder at the American people who are sitting around and doing nothing nothing to defend their rights. Oh, well, maybe we'll hire Republicans. The Republicans are part of this as well. This is not a, a donkey versus elephant. This is the rule of law versus a police state. It was, President, it was a Republican Congress and President uh, George W. Bush that implemented the Patriot Act that destroyed our rights. It was a, a granted a Democratic Congress and President Obama who, who passed the Affordable Care Act and destroyed our rights. The worst thing they have is a bipartisan legislation because they're guaranteed to be coming for your wallet or coming for your rights or both. And now we, we understand that if you disagree, well, you'll be censored. So you're not allowed to speak things that the government says they don't like. They call it misinformation. We don't like what you're saying. It doesn't comport with our consensus. Then you're not allowed to say it. Your freedom of speech is gone. Your freedom of the press is gone. And all we're doing is sit around going, are we going to vote for donkeys? Are we going to vote for elephants? How about we vote for the Constitution? How about we vote for our right for freedom and liberty? How about we stop being cowards and we stand up? We become the home of the brave and stand up for the land of the free. Because you are not free anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Your life is managed, regulated, and controlled by these tyrants. If the president of the United States can say, we're just going to take your money and spend it how we want. If he can simply declare, hey, this is an emergency, even though there is not, not, not only does he not have the legal authority to do so, there is not a scintilla of actual scientific evidence that this is a crisis, but he's going to steal your rights. He's going to tell you what you can drive. He's going to tell you how much gas you can buy. He's going to tell you when you can use electricity. He's going to tell you what you can eat, when you can eat it. He's going to rule your life simply because he makes an edict. That is not a president, ladies and gentlemen. That is a king. We fought a war to get away from that. And we've simply put a new king in place. And all we're doing is whining and moaning. Ladies and gentlemen, where are the states? Where are the state, where are the governors and the state legislators saying this will not be implemented in our state? Any attempt to do so is a crime and will be punished accordingly. 
Nowhere. Do you know why? Because we hired the same group of ignorant cowards in our state house as we have in the in Washington D.C. Stop looking for someone else to save you. You made this mess. You help clean it up. There's one group that's trying to clean up part of the mess. It's called uh, what is it? It's uh, uh, Ohioans. I'm sorry, the Ohio Coalition to End Qualified Immunity. They're trying to amend their, the Ohio State Constitution to actually hold law enforcement officials accountable for their bad actions. See, we have this, this foolish idea where they call it qualified immunity. It's basically a version of sovereign immunity. The government can do no wrong. And you got to get the government's permission to sue the government. That's got to stop, ladies. It's got to stop. I'm trying to, I've reached out to see if I can get some of, somebody to come and talk on the radio program because this is so important. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to do something. And th this group is doing something. I think we need to do more. I think we need to do a lot more. I think the American people need to wake up because we are marching ourselves right into slavery and we don't seem to be willing to stand up and do anything. I have to take another break, but before I go, you know, if you're having trouble falling asleep, well, I got something that'll help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deeply so you can wake refreshed. That's Healthy Cells REM Sleep Supplement. That's right. It's the only sleep supplement designed to support all four stages of sleep using nothing but vitamins. Now, as an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order at Healthy Cell. Find out more at americaoutloud.shop. But please make sure you find the little card for Healthy Cell and get the instructions. Because if you want to sleep better or you want to try any of Healthy Cell's products, get that 25% discount on your first order. So go to americaoutloud.shop, look for the Healthy Cell card to find out how. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Out loud. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, 
you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. If you're joining the Constitution Study, I believe there's no hope for my blood pressure at this point because America has become the police states. These are the police states of America. We've seen it in Washington, D.C. It's in local town, small town America. How about um, Marion, Kansas? The Marion Police Department raided, raided a local newspaper. They, they, not, only, they, the, not only the newspaper's office, but the home of its owner and publisher. They seized computers, cell phones, and you know who knows what else. You know what else? Now, why did this happen? What could the paper have possibly done that would warrant not only the police raid, but an, a, a, a judge to give them a, a, the police a warrant to raid this place? Well, according to ABC News, um, the owner of a local restaurant accused the newspaper of invading her privacy, illegally accessing information about her, and driving uh, and her driving record and suggested that the newspaper targeted her after she threw uh, the owner and a reporter out of the restaurant during a political event. That, that, that's right. You have a newspaper that's investigating somebody, and the answer is a is a police raid, an armed, as I understand it, police. This, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Gestapo. This is the KGB. Is are we back in Soviet Russia? By the way, don't forget the raids, uh, the armed raids on pro-life uh, activists who simply show up and defend themselves and their family from attacks of pro of the murderous pro-abortion uh, groups. You are not safe in in this in America anymore. These police states, because not only do you have the police doing this, you have judges signing off on this. But there's a couple interesting twists. In fact, it, it the, the the guy who owned this this paper, he was like 98 years old. He died after this. So the employees, they spent 90 minutes rummaging through this these the offices. They a minor injury to one of the employees when they wrestled a cell phone out of her hand. And the stress is it, it, the man's son says the stress actually led to the man's death. But there's an interesting twist here. See, the son, who I believe is a new owner of this Kansas law, op, law uh, newspaper, I should say, said the reason Marion County law enforcement um, went after the paper, see, the paper had been actively investigating the police chief. That's right. They've been investigating him for sexual misconduct claims. And now they're saying, could this be why they got raided? Um, according to a tweet, uh, police officers in Kansas raided the office of Marion County Record, a local newspaper that it turns out was investigating the police chief. The people who did this are going to learn a very expensive lesson, says the paper's owner. A paper plans to fight this, but ladies and gentlemen, imagine a newspaper. A newspaper is, is investigating a public official and suddenly you take a, a, a seems to be a minor complaint a procedural complaint, and it warrants an armed raid. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a police state. 
You have no property rights anymore. You have no freedom of, of press or speech rights anymore. If this can go on, if people if if judges can sign off on these on these warrants, I'd love to see the warrant. I'd love to know what generated such an aggressive response. I doubt I will. I'd love to. And by the way, parents, you're not safe either. There were parents that challenged a, a school district in Maryland. They adopted a policy to not notify parents of uh, uh, a, a child that, that um, wants to transition. And the, the, the logic the court used was, well, the parents can't challenge the school district's policy because their children aren't transgender. Excuse me, how can I know if a student is transgender? How, do, how are you sure? If the school is, is, is encouraging a student to become transgender and not notifying the parents, how are the parents supposed to know? This is a blatant violation of parental rights, but the courts aren't there to protect us because they are into the transgender agenda. They are promoting the recent political hype. I'm sorry, this judge, I, I, I haven't read the opinion. I need I should be fair and read the opinion. But at first blush, this is an idiot. This is an idiotic decision. You're telling me that a parent cannot challenge a school district policy unless they have been impacted by that policy? That is ludicrous. What about future harm? What about the whole idea of future harm? But you see, that's the that's the police state we live in. The government says transgender is good. If the government wants to, to keep that from the parents, well, we can't let the parents get involved and actually do something about this. And while we're talking about courts, you get them back to the DOJ. See, there's this, this, this guy's a YouTuber and writer. His name is John Crump. And uh, uh, apparently... Uh, uh, Mr. Crump... Uh, maybe I'm reading this wrong, But Mr. Crump... Um, got access to a, a pre-sentencing report involving a, a third party who was found guilty in April on charges of conspiracy to illegally transfer machine gun conversion devices. So he wanted to take that. He was going to publish it. He, he He's a YouTuber. He has his own YouTube channel. He writes for Land News. And um, the DOJ tried to squash it. They tried to prevent him. They tried to get the court to order him to destroy this report, This this data that came out of a, a court case. According to Mr. Crump's lawyer in a, in a, uh, um, a court filing, he said, taking a page straight out, of, straight out of Orwell's 1984, the United States of America has asked this court to take a blowtorch to the First Amendment and impose a prior restraint on a non-party's publication and dissemination of information contained in a non-classified, non-privileged, non-sensitive criminal pre-sentencing report. The government seeks this extraordinary type of order based on a, a representation that disclosure of the PSR violates a Department of Justice policy, but apparently no law or legal precedent, which, which uh, uh, forbids the dissemination under any circumstance. Oh, the DOJ is going to make up rules and policies, and they want to use the courts to attack free speech to do it. Now, the good news is, um, this uh, attempt, the, the 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 DOJ has withdrawn this request. Um, again, not sure of all the details. Maybe worth finding out. But this DOJ said so we're creating a policy. It's not a law. 
There's no law that says he can't distribute this, but the DOJ has a policy against distributing. For, the DOJ has no authority to forbid anyone. They don't make laws. Congress makes laws. That's Article 1, Section 1, Clause 1. But you see, we don't live under the Constitution anymore. We don't live in a republic. We live in a police state. We also live in a police state where um, you can be denied the ability to participate because, well, you have religious beliefs they don't like. See, there's a couple in Massachusetts that have filed a, a lawsuit claiming that they were rejected as foster parents because, well, you see, they believe in things like about what the Bible says about marriage and sexuality. See, their faith doesn't match up with the government's preferred position. Therefore, they can't be foster parents. Now, I don't know what the current state is in, in, in Massachusetts, but I would imagine there are probably a lot of kids in, a, in, in, the, in the foster system. The, the, the Department of Child and Families has a lot of, of, pe of children that could be looking for a home. I know where I live in Middle Tennessee, they're always looking for people to help out in those situations. But you see, the state says, ah, we don't care about that because the child might be taught something nasty like, you know, um, marriage, sex inside of marriage, legal marriage. They might be taught something we don't like. That's the police state we live in. Now, again, I want to follow this, this, this complaint. I want to see what's going on because this is the... Uh, just another example of the police state saying, you don't have the right. Sure, you can you can exercise your right to believe what you want, but we're going to punish you for it. If you're a school that teaches this, you're not going to be able to participate. If you're a couple that wants to help out in uh, kids, in needy kids, you're not allowed to help because you don't believe the way we want you to believe. And thereby they are establishing a religion. I have to go back and look, because again, this is Massachusetts. This is not a First Amendment issue, because Congress didn't make this law. But then again, that's going to get lost. Which brings me to my last rant for today. It's a little bit of good news in with the bad. See, the, the, there was a, um, a, a Southwest Airlines uh, flight attendant, um, Ms. Carter. She was fired uh, after she expressed her views on abortion on social media. Notice... They're not saying she did it on the job. She didn't say that, that, that they didn't say that she did it to her customers. No, on her own social media platform, she expressed her own opinion. And Southwest said it violated its civility policy. Doesn't sound very civil to me. So Ms. Carter filed a lawsuit and, and the court said, no, this is a violation of uh, uh, protected religious speech under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, and the court ordered that Ms. Carter should be reinstated. Um, they prohibited discrimination, and uh, that the, the company, Southwest, needed to inform all flight attendants that under Title VII, Southwest may not discriminate against their flight attendants for their religious practices or beliefs. You know what the Southwest did? They sent a notice to its flight attendant saying, the court ordered us to inform you that Southwest does not discriminate against our employees' for their religious practices and beliefs. It doesn't say, they didn't say that they wouldn't. They said the court ordered us to tell you that we don't. Well, apparently this kind of pissed off the judge. See, the, Ms. Carter, uh, again, moved for Southwest to be sanctioned. And the judge um, 
the judge said it's hard to see how Southwest could have violated the notice requirement more. Now, the judge said that under the circumstances, Southwest was apparently unclear on how religious freedom works, how it has to be respected according to the law, and a rational desired course of action would be for Southwest lawyers to attend religious freedom training in order to better understand how not to violate the law in the future. So that's what they did. The court issued an order to compel um, Southwest to uh, first have the three lawyers um, receive religious freedom training by the nonprofit Alliance Defending Freedom. I'm glad it's them because if they went to a law school, they'd be taught nonsense. Now, personally, I, I think it'd be more than just three lawyers. In fact, I'd, I'd guess the entire legal staff uh, uh, would attend these. And again, I'm glad they went to, they're, they're going to go to Alliance Defending Freedom. But I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the arrogance and the chutzpah of Southwest Airlines. Where are your rights protected there? They're just going to flout the law. And in this case, they got caught. And they uh, uh, they got pushed back from a judge. And they send their, their uh, lawyers to training. I say, what's the big deal? So they spend a couple of days at Alliance Defending Freedom, getting told, hopefully, the truth about the Constitution. I say hopefully because, listen, uh, ADF, they're a good organization. But you know what? They're just as confused about the First Amendment as most lawyers because they think the First Amendment does not include the language, Congress shall make no law. They completely ignore that because some court said it doesn't matter anymore. But see, that's the symptom. It's the symptom of the destruction of the rule of law and the implementation of a police state. Now, sometimes the police do the right thing, as in this judge against Southwest and saying, listen, it, it, you so screwed this up, you need some training. But what about the rest of it? Ladies and gentlemen, how can we laughably call ourselves the land of the free when we've got a king in the 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue that's simply going to make up rules to destroy the Constitution? How? How can you look yourself in the eye and say we're the land of the free when we've got a dictator on standing on our throat? How can we claim to be the land of the, the home of the brave when we are too cowardly, too, too afraid to actually stand up for our rights, to actually bother to vote for people who uphold the Constitution rather than trash the Constitution? When we lost the Republic, it wasn't Washington, D.C., and it wasn't your state houses. It was you and your neighbors and our predecessors, the ones who sat by while the Republic was crushed and crumbled and did nothing. We may need to fight for our rights today because our parents and our grandparents refused to stand up when it was easy and say no. Now you stand up and say no, the Gestapo come to your door. The KGB come to your door. We call them, we have our own three-letter acronym, right? It's the FBI. Maybe it's local police. If you investigate the wrong person, you get charged. If you oppose certain things, you get shut down. We have lost the republic. Welcome to the police states of America. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you like it, because this is what you asked for. Maybe not individually, but as a people, this is what we have asked for. An all-powerful totalitarian federal government that will take care of us. 
and by doing so, take away every right we claim to cherish. I hope we are happy with what we have wrought. And as aggravating as this may be, because I know people don't like being told it's their fault, I hope you will come back and join us at the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard in the iHeartRadio Network. Because if we don't hear the truth, we will never fix this. If we just keep going happy, clappy, and everything's fine, and we ignore that truth of what, we, what we've become, we will never again be free. Now, if you can't listen at 4 p.m. Eastern Time every weekday, hey, the podcast comes out generally a day or two after it's heard on the radio. You can listen then. But please, subscribe to the show. Leave me a rating and review. It helps other people find the Constitution study. Maybe they'll find the truth. Maybe they will be willing to stand up where you're not. I know, they tell you, don't talk down to your audience. I'm sorry. We the people have let this happen. If you want to stop this, if you want to help stop this, go to AmericaOutloud.news. You can find all the links to the show and to the podcast, but you must share them. We must engage more people. We must engage we the people to defend our rights and to restore the republic, to put down the police states of America. It is by sharing this information and doing something that we secure the blessings of liberty. Liberty.